there are five basic approaches to classroom management discipline. I'm going to go over the five. I'm going to talk about how they fit together, and I'm going to give you just a basic uh, description of each one. All right, five approaches to classroom management and discipline. First of all, they all work. Um, if you get someone telling you, oh, no, you have to use a behavioral approach or uh, you must be, you must use um, Mary, Mary Smith's uh, really great approach to discipline with some fancy name, I suggest that you ignore those people. All the basic approaches to classroom management and discipline work. If you do them right, at the right time, in the right situation, they all work. They deal with different issues, and that's why you can use them together. They approach classroom management and discipline from different perspectives, from different angles, different things being dealt with, and that's why you can use them all. They fit together. They overlap a lot. You will be hearing a lot of overlap between the different approaches. They can be used together. Very little contradiction. The first one is behavioral. It's basic. The second one is managerial. The third one is humanistic. The fourth one is folkloric. And the fifth one is authoritative. Now notice this is not authoritarian, it's authoritative, and there's a difference. All right, behavioral, managerial, humanistic, and folkloric. I ask my students to simply memorize this information because the whole class is structured around these five approaches. All right. Five approaches, one, two, three, four, five. The first is behavioral. Behavior management, you'll hear it called behavior management, contingency management. The focus is on increasing and decreasing specific behaviors, either in the individual or the group. So if you hear someone say something like, um, if a child misbehaves, you should just um, ignore him. And since he doesn't get your attention, he'll stop doing whatever it is. By the way, that's really bad advice, but what the person is thinking is a behavioral approach. You have a specific behavior. The kid is uh, up and running around the room, and you want to decrease that specific behavior, and you want to increase the behavior of sitting in a seat. The person is thinking from a behavioral point of view. So remember, if the focus is increasing or decreasing specific behaviors, either for an individual or a group, you're thinking about a behavioral approach. A managerial approach 
may also be called an ecological approach, a technical approach, or a preventive discipline. This is probably the best approach for a beginning teacher to focus on. What you do is you manage the environment, in this case the classroom, to minimize misbehavior and maximize learning. Now, if you think back to a behavioral approach, you were focusing on increasing or decreasing specific behaviors, either for an individual or a group. With a managerial approach, you are focusing on the environment, the classroom, and you are managing it, arranging it to minimize misbehavior. Not necessarily to change behavior, but to minimize, reduce misbehavior, and maximize the most appropriate behavior of all, which is learning. So managerial approach, very good for beginning teachers, often called preventive discipline, because see right down here, you're minimizing misbehavior by preventing it. Humanistic approaches are probably the most popular with professors of education. And uh, they tend to push beginning teachers either towards specific humanistic approaches or to sometimes what passes for a humanistic approach, which is vague statements like, oh, if you just design really interesting instruction you won't have any discipline problems because the children will be so uh, captivated and interested and they will just naturally be on task and learning what, what, what. By the way, that's not true. Um, a real humanistic approach is very specific. They are not real lenient and they work. So humanistic, I'm talking about specific approaches. They tend to be psychology-based. They tend to use words like motivation and needs. And they tend to promote maturation, self-knowledge, and self-control. So when you encounter William Glasser's approach, and one of his principles is accept no excuses. When a child misbehaves, a student misbehaves, you do not accept excuses for the misbehavior. Well, that's not lenient. That's pretty, uh, pretty strict. No excuses for misbehavior. What you're doing, what you're focusing on, and what Glasser is focusing on is promoting maturation, promoting self-knowledge, and promoting self-control. Okay, humanistic approaches, focusing on maturation, self-knowledge, self-control. So we've got behavioral focusing on increasing and decreasing specific behaviors for the individual or the group. We've got a managerial approach which focuses on managing the environment to minimize misbehavior, maximize learning. Humanistic approaches that promote maturation, self-knowledge, and self-control. You should be starting to understand why you can use them all together. They're different. They approach, again, they focus on different aspects of the situation. Now, folkloric, 
is my own term. I didn't know what else to call it, so I just made that up. Folklore is a body of mythology, and teachers have folklore. They have a body of mythology, and when you work with them or student teach with them, they will share their folklore with you. You can also look at it as a master and apprentice point of view. The person says, do this to the student teacher. It works. Uh, the teacher says, do it this way. Don't do it this way. One teacher says enough to another one. Oh, this is something that always works for me. And teachers love to use that phrase. It works for me. Well, you know, actually, if it works for you, and I do it in the right place, in right situation, in the right way, you know what? It'll work for me. If it doesn't work for me, well, I didn't do it right, or I did it with the wrong kids, or, or whatever. But it's this master and apprentice point of view. I share with you um, the knowledge, the wisdom, the folklore of my trade. So that's why I call it folkloric. It can also be a cookbook. If you get an article that says uh, 10 ways to improve motivation in the elementary classroom, that's usually going to be cookbook. It's a recipe. Do this first thing. Do this second thing. Here's something you can try. Um, if you get a book full of um, uh, elementary and early childhood teachers love these books that give you forms you can copy and use, ways to take role, um, a system for keeping track of misbehavior using a stoplight, red light, green light, red light, yellow light, green light, uh, whatever. Those are cookbook approaches. No theory, okay? They call a theoretical empiricism. No theory, just something to do, okay? Finding practical solutions to practical problems. How do you take lunch count without spending a lot of time having kids raise their hands and you counting? Well, we'll put, uh, we'll put little clothespins near the door. When they come in, they pick the uh, clothespin with their name on it, and they go over to another place and they clip it on to the card that says uh, either I brought my lunch, I'm going to eat the school lunch, or um, I want the salad bar, whatever it is. That way I know who I've got my lunch count and I also have taken roll at the same time. This is cookbook, a theoretical empiricism. I have just found a practical solution to two practical problems, taking roll and lunch count. That's all it is. That's folkloric. The last approach is authoritative. And again, not, notice it's not authoritarian, authoritative. It's a law and order approach. Rules, consequences, penalties. Um, you know, it can also be called a social contract. Now recently, uh, here's a little problem with terminology. Recently I've heard people start using the term social contract to mean what I call a behavioral contract. You sit down with a kid who's got some kind of behavioral problems and you make a contract um, for 
uh, two days if you do not blurt out answers in class without raising your hand and waiting to be called on, you will get this reward. If you do not do this, you will get this consequence. That's a behavior contract. Lately, I've heard it called a social contract. That's not what this is. This is the big social contract among all of us. And it goes something like this. You know, we're all in the society together, so we have to have certain kinds of laws, certain kinds of rules. I give up some of my freedom and rights in order that you give up your freedom and rights that we can all live together well. Okay? So it's that kind of social contract. In the classroom, it's we're all a member of this class or we're all a member of this school and here are the rules for keeping order. Um, this focuses on establishing, communicating, and enforcing a comprehensive set of rules, procedures, rewards, and consequences. That's an authoritative approach. Here are the rules, here are the procedures. No fuss, no muss, this is just how we do things. And there are rewards. Um, people often misunderstand and think that means I have to give you candy or something. Rewards can be just, you know, praise. But there are good consequences, rewards, and then there are consequences, things that are not so good. All right, keywords. You can remember these approaches with some keywords. And again, I ask students to just learn these. They'll help um, be sort of a little thing in the back of your mind. Behavioral rewards and consequences. Now you remember we're talking about increasing and decreasing specific behaviors in individuals or groups. Well the way you do that is you reward the behavior or you give a consequence for it. So behavioral approaches always focus on rewards and consequences. Again, don't get real focused on rewards having to be um, something specific. There are different types of rewards. It can be praise, it can be a smile, but rewards and consequences for the behavior. A managerial approach, the keywords are organize and prevent. You remember you manage that environment. What you do is organize and set up a classroom so it works like clockwork and you actually prevent discipline problems, prevent behavior problems. They never happen. Humanistic approach, understand and respond. Remember, you're dealing with maturation, developing self-knowledge, self-control, so you want to understand children psychologically, and you want to respond to their psychological needs to help them gain self-knowledge and to mature. That's a humanistic approach. Folkloric, try it. Just try it. Try this. And if it doesn't work, try something else. And if that doesn't work, try something else. Try it. See if it works. An authoritative approach, three words, communicate, enforce, 
teach. And you remember an authoritative approach? You have those good rules, procedures, expectations, rewards, and consequences. And you're starting to hear some overlap there. And what you do is you set them up, you communicate them to everybody. Everybody knows what those rules and, and procedures are. And you enforce them. And then you use the space that's created in that orderly environment to actually teach. So you've got uh, behavioral rewards and consequences, managerial, organize and prevent, humanistic, understand and respond, folklore, try it, authoritative, communicate, enforce, teach. Again, I ask you to learn the material in this little mini lecture because it's the structure of the rest of the class. Take care. All right.